You know, this morning, get to have a little extra help here in the studio. Got Pastor Todd Smith and Pastor Marty Derricott from Christ Fellowship over in Dawsonville. Good friends and uh, the opportunity to talk about these five years of revival. You know, the reason, and I've told this story, you've told it at your church and other places that, you know, you guys are kind of responsible for me being here. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But a lot of people don't know, because I, I don't mention it often, but this week I have been. So I'm a graduate of Asbury College, what is now known as Asbury University. And last Wednesday, they had a chapel service that hasn't ended yet. <laughs> Beautiful. And it's turned into a move that people are calling revival. People are calling an awakening. We get in a hurry to title things. Now, the North Georgia revival has been a different type of revival than any other in history because of the baptisms. And it started with a vision the Lord gave you about fire on the water. So let's rewind and let's talk a little bit about the beginnings of the North Georgia revival and how that kind of plays into everything the Lord's doing right now on college campuses. Well... Thank you, Q and Ray, for having uh, Marty and I here today. Yeah, we're five years into this revival. This coming Sunday is our fifth anniversary. We've seen over 30,000 immersions in the North Georgia Revival at Christ Fellowship Church in Dawsonville. Uh, five years ago, though, I was a very discouraged, frustrated, uh, depleted pastor. Mm. Uh, I had hit a lid. Uh, our church was plateaued. And I just said, God, we got to do something. And I really got a hold of Psalm 27, verse 8, in December of 2017, which said, Oh, God, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face I will seek. Mm. And I realized at that moment as a pastor, as a husband, as a leader, as a father, I had lost the face of God. And it, just as David had to be reminded by God, David, you got all these things. You're powerful. You got a great uh, nation. But would you seek my face again? And it dawned on me that in the midst of doing life, I was so acquainted with his hand, but not his face. I had lost his face. Mm. And so we called our church to a 21-day fast in 2018 of January. And that's when we said, we're going to do three things. We're going to seek his face, cry out for his glory. And get real raw and say, God, if there's anything in me that's offensive to you, that grieves you, uh, that's quenching your spirit, would you reveal it to me so that I can repent? Mm. And our church went through that process of gathering together for prayer, seeking the face of God, crying out for his glory and being really authentic. Lord, show us where we're missing it. And two weeks into that prayer and fasting, I had, a, I had a vision, never had one in four in my life, and I had a vision as walking across our platform. My baptismal pool was dry, it was bone dry. And for eight to 10 seconds, I see it full of water mm. and a strip of fire on top of the water. And it vanished after eight to 10 seconds. And then I heard the Lord speak to my heart. He says, Todd, I'm gonna baptize people in mm. these waters. I'm gonna baptize them with Holy Spirit fire. Yeah. Had no idea what that meant, but about a few months later into the move of God, Pastor Marty, we remember a little fella got into the water with psoriasis on his body that he had had for probably a decade. Mm -hmm. And he gets into the water to assist his mother being baptized. And he comes up out of the water. The psoriasis had completely melted off of his body. Mm -hmm. And we were seeing people get born again in the water filled with the spirit in the water, lives being changed, deliverance is happening in the water. And then we knew that this was something very special in fulfillment of that dream, of that vision. I'm going to mm -hmm. baptize people in the baptismal water with 
fire. So there was some spontaneity to this move, even though you ended up having multiple churches in the area, the unity that came from this move, but there was some spontaneity to it. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to start having a revival today. Well, no, we had a, the glory of God literally came into our sanctuary yeah. on February the 11th in 2018. On a Sunday night, the presence of God just showed up. It was just so heavy, so thick, so uh, dense mm -hmm. that it was very difficult to move. Yeah, uh, I've been in the presence of the Lord before, but mm -hmm. this was different. Mm -hmm. This was uniquely different for us. And that presence, that glory has been there for five years. But I remember, Pastor Marty, we would have meetings and said, do we need to go another Sunday night? And we were very very careful not to call it anything because once you label something yeah. then it takes on a life of its yeah. own then you gotta you gotta make that work right and there were times for several months we didn't even know if we were going to do it again that sunday night but we would pray and, and god said do it again do it again do it again mm -hmm. do it and then people just started showing up from everywhere encountering the same fire mm. that melted that psoriasis off that man's body yeah they were getting touched changed delivered encouraged loved on saved uh, filled with the holy spirit cancers leaving eyes opening deaf ears popping open and that's been going on for five years marty why do you think it is that we're so in a hurry to label something and why do you think it ruins it <laughs> well uh, i think it's human nature to try to establish identity for anything but mm -hmm. i just remember those early staff meetings you know on monday right after the sunday night service that we would get in there and and we would pray do we need to go another sunday and mm -hmm. you know that's a lot of that's a lot of weight to carry um responsibility to carry um that decision has to it has to come from the father to, yeah. to continue it's not it's it's in our nature to want to go ahead and have services mm -hmm. just to bring people in and to create that excitement we never wanted that we yeah. it was always about his face it was the focus shifted from what was in his hand to his face mm -hmm. we wanted to hear his voice we wanted to be led by him. And I remember tears that we would, you know, cry. We didn't know what to call it. We knew people were coming. We knew people were being touched. Lord, are we going to do it again this Sunday? And every week he would, that's that whisper. And he would, he would invite us to go another Sunday. Yeah. And five years later, he's still inviting us to come. Wow. Well, the, the power of the outpouring right now in these college campuses is that it, it is spontaneous and it is continuous even. There's a remnant that stays overnight, 30, 40, 50 students of praying and worshiping. And we're going to get into some of those and, and some of the criticisms that are coming down from, as we talked a little bit over off the air, uh, sometimes Christians ruin moves of God. Sure. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the resistance you guys had in those early years and how that compares to, to what is going on. Because we, we plead and contend for revival, but then we go, but, but it is look like I wanted it. <laughs> and even specifically, so I know a lot of prophetic people that say, you know, give us this faceless move. Give us this no superstar thing. It's exactly what's happening. And yet people are like, but no, there's not this. And no, there's not that. And so we're going to talk about that some more. We're going to get back into some music. And uh, Red Rocks Worship is going to lead us off. We've got more with Pastor Marty Derricott, Pastor Todd Smith of Christ Fellowship Church, talking about the North Georgia revival and, and just revival in general here on Victory 91.5. Well, one thing about revival, you're definitely in the presence of God. And that one's from Lauren Daigle talking about tremble and, you know, different ways people respond to being in that 
depth of the presence of God that happens in these outpourings and these these revivals, these awakenings. You know, we're talking about five years of the North Georgia revival here with Pastor Todd Smith and Pastor Marty Derricott of Christ Fellowship Church. And I'm privileged to have graduated from what is now Asbury University where a move is breaking out. And it, it's got a lot of people asking a lot of questions about revival and what it is. Mm-hmm. So I want to, again, rewind a little bit. You guys had this move. We talked about it this this last break a few minutes ago about how God moved and how you contended for that move. And we, we use that word a lot, contending. So let's talk a little bit about what that contention looks like outside the prayer room. What was some of the early criticism that you guys had to deal with because this was such a unique move, the immersion and, and some of the ways the Lord moved in, in your sense and maybe kind of contrast that to what's happening at Asbury right now? Well, it was a new wineskin for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get fixed and we get locked in on what church should look like, be like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, we can go a decade and be in church and, you know, we're, we're comfortable with what things, how things are flowing. But when God walks into the room, you know, he, he's, T.F. Tenney said this. He said, God is never not there mm. in your church, but sometimes he steps out from behind the curtain and he takes center stage. Yeah. And when God takes center stage, everything shifts, everything. Uh, it's no longer about programs, but it's about presence. Yeah. It's no longer about the crowd but it's about what do I have to do to attract the cloud of the Lord? Mm. And whenever you make that shift, it upsets people because they are used to you preaching 30 minutes, <laughs> okay, and you being out in an hour and 15 minutes so you can carry on with the rest of your day. But God is not locked into a time frame. Right. And when he walks into the room, everything shifts, everything changes. So we, we had a little bit of that. Um, but most of our criticism came in from the outside yeah. um, because of the immersions, because of the glory of God that was happening. And we just dealt with it. We moved on. We addressed what we needed to, and we just pushed forward. And I, I don't know about what Pastor Marty, but, you know, this is, you know, I'm not going to stop the train because of, of some criticisms. My eyes have seen some things. My ears have heard some things. Mm-hmm. And there's no one, no person, no thing can ever talk me out of what I have seen and what I have experienced and what I have felt. And my love for Jesus has exponentially, I'm talking about exponentially increased. And so uh, we just keep moving, don't we, Pastor Marty? We just keep moving. And, um, you know, it's it's human nature to be confined, confined to patterns and systems and programs um and everything has to look a certain way right uh classes has to be this amount of time and sermons this amount of time and music this amount of time and uh we just get caught up in that yeah so when he comes in and upsets all that it upsets feelings and emotions and then you know the voices come in and why are you immersing more than once why are you baptizing more than one time why are you you know, why are you baptizing for other reasons other than conversion? Yeah. You know, baptism is for conversion. I was like, well, Jesus was baptized. What did he get converted from? <laughs> That's good. And, you know, so those those types of conversations. But, you know, you, you always have to walk with humility and, and honor and respect and, mm-hmm. not, and not 
and not raise your voice to go back against those voices, but in humility, try to present the case of where the Lord's moving. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know why people are being immersed three, four, five times, but in that fifth or sixth time they're being healed other than the case of Naaman. Seven times. Seven times. So, you know, we just always try to remain calm and just help open people's, not just their eyes, but their hearts to what the Lord's doing. If he's doing it, why would I question that? Well, that's the key, that if he's doing it, and, and you just said a word, calm. <laughs> we were talking earlier about brokenness when we were off the air, and, and, and people are criticizing these kids at Asbury and some of these other colleges because there's not enough preaching or there's not this manifestation or that, or you can't call it a revival because of this. Every revival in history has looked different, and I think there's a reason for that. And so you gave a great description a moment ago before we got back into this segment about what revival looks like and what you feel it, it should look like. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not doing that in a destructive way. We want to we wanna define things in, in, in how the Lord is moving. What do you think revival is? Well, the manifestation of revival is different in every particular move of God. Um, throughout history, Azusa yes. Street was a little bit different than Hebrides. Uh, Hebrides was different than the Welsh Revival, the Great Awakenings, all of those things. But there are some common denominators mm-hmm. that every revival has. One is prayer. Yes. Uh, every revival, move of God, I'm talking about a substantive move of God, has not started with the preaching alone or the worship. It can always be traced to a kneeling figure mm. who, who contended in isolation for God to move among them. Prayer is the key. Yeah. Prayer is paramount. The second thing is brokenness and contrition. Yes. Which leads to repentance. Every move of God has always begun with prayer, brokenness, contrition, and repentance. And moves of God will stay and God will not lift his hand if those are the priority. Yeah. Prayer, brokenness, contrition, which leads to repentance. And that's what we try to do every single day of our lives at the North Georgia Revival. And I just am so excited that in Asbury, it began with prayer. Yes. Brokenness, contrition, and repentance. Mm-hmm. God says in Isaiah chapter 57, he says, he says, I will revive the heart of the broken and the contrite. Psalms tells us that the Lord, the psalmist said, Oh God, my soul is in the dust. Will you revive me? The lower we go, the more broken we become. God is attracted to that brokenness. Yeah. And what God's trying to do in this time is to get his church broken again. We are personality led. We are platform based. We are presentation based. How can I do a better version of church than the church down the road? Mm. What can I buy? What kind of lights? What kind of haze? What kind of programs? What kind of event can I put on to attract an unsaved world? I'm not against those things. But our priority not shouldn't our priority should not be What do I have to do to attract an unsaved world? But what does the condition of my heart have to look like to attract God to me Mm. and my church? Yeah. Because he's going to be the one that does the drawing. He's the one that does the moving. And that only comes through brokenness, contrition, that leads to repentance. 
Yeah, that's powerful. We're going to get some more into some revival discussions. We're going to be getting at the top of the hour to get to pray again. It's the privilege we have to do that each hour here at Victory. And uh, speaking of prayer, and you touched on it just a moment ago, the prayer that goes in to a move like these. And we're going to talk briefly about uh, some of that that goes into the North Georgia revival when we come back after some more anointed worship music. And something that I point out every day is we get into this definition of worship as just our songs. It is not that. It is our lives. And in these moments, these movements, these encounters with God, it is not just our praise in song. It's our praise in our silence. It's our praise in our repentance. It's our praise in the way that we come out of some of these moves in between. And uh, that's what's important, too, is, is seeking after the heart of the Father and what He is doing. And I, I often pray this. Father, what are you doing that I can be a part of? And what can we be a part of today? We'll be back with more with Pastor Todd Smith and Pastor Marty Derricott of Christ Fellowship Church in the North Georgia Revival here on Victory 91.5. Jen Bostic here on Victory 91.5. The song called You Find a Way, another appropriate representation of what we're talking about this morning here on the sound of revival we're talking about five years of revival over at dawsonville christ fellowship for the north georgia revival and he finds a way to move and the great thing uh, that we've been talking about uh, a few times we've touched on it is the prayer involved and you know a lot of people see the end results of revival even the fruit of it but a lot of times they don't see the depth of what happens behind the scenes. Pastor Marty, give us a glimpse of what a week looks like leading up to Sunday at the North Georgia Revival. Well, it looks a whole lot different now than it did back <laughs> in the day. Now with four pools in operation and um, all the different volunteers that are needed, 200-plus um, volunteers needed every Sunday night to, to help host the Revival, all the host churches that come and bring mm -hmm. their teams. So it looks a little different. Now that they're back in the day, but it's still the the fundamentals are still there of finding your face on the carpet, mm -hmm. fighting. We were just talking about it yesterday with our staff. It's you have to fight for the time to be with Him, um, because every move of God, as Pastor Todd said, there's one common denominator, a couple, one being prayer, yeah, or the other repentance. So you're constantly walking, walking through the week, Lord, empty out anything that's it's not pure. Mm -hmm. It's not holy. It's not of you. It, empty that. You don't. You don't just show up on Sunday night for revival with the cliff note version of, uh, of your walk with Him. Right. You, you're 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 finding that dark space, that quiet space, constantly. But then you. But then you have to balance that with doing, you know, your duties and roles as a as a staff member, and you know, you're still doing meetings and uh, overseeing teams and counseling and officiating weddings and all those things that you're yeah. still doing. Uh, so you just have to get real good with time management, and the mm -hmm. Lord, the Lord blesses you with that. Pastor Todd, what does that look like for the the prayer times? Yes, in Christ Fellowship, but also even balancing family time and prayer time mm -hmm. at home, because it's not just the prayer at church that leads to revival either. Right, it's personal time. But uh, I feel that the number one role of a pastor is not to preach the gospel or to make disciples or to win the lost or even love the people which are all high priorities the number one responsibility of a man or woman of god is to host the presence of the lord mm. in their individual lives to create such a culture and environment that god is attracted to yeah and and one way that we try to do that 
is that, as Pastor Marty said, is that intimate time of isolation with the Lord and crying out continuously today for his face to behold his glory. And Lord, if there's anything in me that grieves you, offends you, that's quenching your spirit, your move in my life, would you reveal it to me? So that is a, 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 a priority of our lives. And and it has bled over, if you will, into the life of our church. Mm-hmm. We, we have seven different prayer meetings throughout the week. For we understand very clearly that if we're going to sustain a move of God, we must make the deposit in prayer. Mm-hmm. And so our children pray. Our young people are praying. We pray as adults five different prayer meetings. And people will come and they will seek the face of God. Prayer can no longer be a ministry of the church, Hugh. It cannot be just something that we leave for a few intercessors. Mm -hmm. The lead pastor has to be the lead intercessor. Yeah. Okay. I know we're busy. We're all busy. But your people do what they see the lead pastor doing. Mm -hmm. And so it can no longer be a ministry. It has to become the most important ministry of the church. And from that, the preaching of the gospel, the worship. Yeah. The making disciples takes on an extra oomph, if you will, mm-hmm. that power, that dimension, because the Word of God says that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous individual makes tremendous power available. Yes. Paul didn't say teach without ceasing, <laughs> preach without ceasing, worship without ceasing. He said pray yeah. without ceasing. The disciples didn't say, Lord, would you teach me how to heal? Would you teach me how to prophesy? Would you teach me how to evangelize? They said, Jesus, we've watched you in prayer. Would you teach us how to pray? Yeah. Prayer is the most important ministry of the church. And, and Jesus called it a house of prayer. House and of he prayer. didn't call it any of those other things. Yeah. Well, we pray every hour here at Victory, and it's that time again. I love the opportunity that we have to do that. And Pastor Todd prayed at the 8 o'clock hour. So, Pastor Marty, if you would lead us in prayer for this one. And, and let's pray for those intercessors. Let's pray for mm-hmm. those pastors. Let's pray for those people that may, they may not be on the platform during a revival service. But, oh, like Charles Finney sent people ahead to pray <laughs> before a move. Let's intercede for those folks today. Amen. Lord, we just come right now thanking you that we can come to you. Mm. Thanking you that you invite us to come to you. And Lord, we just pray now for the North Georgia Revival, Asbury College, what you're doing at Lee University. Lord, what you're doing in the hearts of men and women and students. Lord, you are inviting us to it. To an intimate relationship and an intimate time with you. It's not about revival. It's not about an awakening or outpouring. It's about you. Yes, Lord. It's you. It's your face we seek. It's your goodness. It's your mercy, Lord. We we are hungry for you. We're not hungry for big crowds. We're not hungry for that, that kind of stuff. We're hungry for you. Mm. So, Lord, we just bow this morning with all of our listeners in unison. We cry out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus, move in our midst. Spirit of God, have your way in our churches, in our families, in our lives, in our marriages, in our businesses. Lord, we want you. Thank you that you are you are drawing those yes. intercessors. You are drawing yes, those who are accustomed to speaking into a microphone, Lord. Let let those same faces be found in carpet, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. concrete floors, in yes, grass Jesus fields, name, Lord, yes, seeking Lord you. Lord, move on the hearts of your people. And I thank you that 
No revival looks the same. No church, no ministry will look the same. Lord, thank you that the people that you're calling don't look the same. They are not celebrities. These are the unknown people. Yes, Father. These are the unknowns that, are, that have been faithful, Lord, mm. with what you've called them to do in the past. And you are, you are using those people, those men, those women in the marketplace. Lord, would you release more marketplace ministers? Yes, Lord. Release those that, that go to the, to the stores and the, and the shops and the restaurants, Lord, who preach the gospel, who heal the sick, who cleanse the lepers, who raise the dead mm. out on the streets, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, we are, we, are, we are grateful for the past five years of the North Georgia Revival, but we are anticipating more. Yes. Father. We are not satisfied. Jesus. We want you. We mm. want your presence. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are no respecter of persons. You will move in the lives of people, even listening right now. You are moving yes, on the hearts of listeners right now. You are meeting people in their cars, in their, in their offices, Lord, and their hearts are being softened. They're being drawn to you. Lord, thank you that you are not only inviting us to prayer, but you're inviting us to 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 allow our vessels to be cleansed yes. of all unrighteousness. No unrighteousness. We want to be pure and holy, found spotless before you, Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Well, we're going to have a couple more conversations about revival and what the Lord is doing right here in North Georgia and beyond. And uh, we're going to do that after another anointed set of worship music here on Victory 91.5. The powerful messages and atmosphere that we get out of the music that we get to play here at Victory. That is Wanna Be by Blessing Offer. All we want to be is in the presence of the Father because of the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's an opportunity we have here on Q in the Morning that we get to talk to a couple of guys that have been involved in a revival now for five years. Pastor Todd Smith, Pastor Marty Derricott, Christ Fellowship Church in Dawsonville. And... We've talked a couple times this morning about what revival looks like because of the things that are going on right now on college campuses that have spread and people, criticisms coming in of what, well, it should look like this and it doesn't have this, so that doesn't make it revival. We've got to call it this. <laughs> We've talked about the the prayer that goes behind the scenes. and So let's talk a little bit about the, the fruit of revival. Pastor Marty's the one that is every week in the water. Pastor Todd, I know you have your times in the water as well and, and all the other things that you're responsible for shepherding this. But I'd like to start with you, Marty, of, of maybe mm -hmm. a highlight, even one from last week if you want to. Tell me a, a story, some words from the water, man. Oh, God. There's, there's so many. I you know, know which one to pull from. <laughs> it's, and it's week after week. It's yeah. not. You never really see a lull in it because when the when the power and the presence of the Lord is there, something's going to shift. Something's going to change. Mm -hmm. Chains are going to break. Uh, sickness is going to flee. Disease. Uh, demons tremble and flee as in terror when he shows up. Amen. And, um, so I guess, gosh, just some of the recent ones was a couple of weeks ago. A little girl, 16-year-old from Charlotte, North Carolina, came and got in the water with her mother. And uh, there were Jewish Indians. I'd never heard that before, but they were Jewish Indians. And... Uh, Alyssa was her name. She said, um, I'm in the water because my left leg is an inch shorter than my right leg. And when she got in the water, I noticed she came down the steps with a severe limp. Mm -hmm. And she was, you know, leaning to one side every time she would take a step. And she just began to say how frustrating it was, how she's 16, she's in school, and all the other kids are running and playing and doing their sports. And then when she tries to, she can only go a certain distance, and then she's in so much pain, and, you know, she just can't keep up. And it frustrated her. And she was so 
broken by that. And she was mm-hmm. crying and said, I want the Lord to heal me. I've heard what he's been doing in the water here the past five years, and I want him, I want him to heal me. And so we began to pray for her, and a couple of our uh, assistants there in the water, two female girls, began to hold her after we ministered to her, prayed for her, immersed her in the water, and then over to the side, uh, I had instructed one of the one of the girls that was helping, hey, don't grab her by the ankles, because she was kind of laid back into the water. Mm-hmm. Hold her by her ankles. Don't grab her. Don't stretch. Don't pull. Don't tug. Jesus does not need our help. <laughs> Amen. Hold her gently <laughs> underneath her feet. Just put your palms up. You know, just hold mm-hmm. her feet and watch. And we began to watch, Q, that little girl's foot started, the legs started moving right yeah. in front of her eyes. Her mother begins to weep Ooh. uncontrollably. She says, in 16 years, I have never seen this. And so we had to wake Alyssa up. We're like, look, look at your legs. <laughs> and she was just blown away. You know, I love the, the scripture that says everywhere Jesus went, he left people perplexed and amazed, <laughs> scratching their heads going, I don't. I can't figure this out. Yeah. And that's the goal. He doesn't want us to figure it out. And that's the same with the revival at North Georgia and the revival in Asbury and the revival at Lee University and wherever the Lord's moving. We have to remember, even though we're praying for the same fire, no flame is the same. That's right. So it's going to look different in different places and stop trying to make, you know, one revival look like the other, like... You know, we got to sing the same songs they sang in Brownsville and have the have the prayer tunnels and all those things. No, it's a different move. It's yeah. a different season. And I love the prayer. I don't know the gentleman's name. I don't know the speaker's name that was there last Wednesday when he spoke. And then, then the revival broke out at Asbury. Mm-hmm. But his last few words were, Jesus, do a new thing in our midst. Yeah. Revive us with your heart. Yeah. That was his last words. And then he stepped off the stage. And then and boom. the Lord said, okay. I'll honor that kind of prayer. Well, and it's interesting because a lot of people don't know that early in the the first semester, they started to contend and pray for revival. There were groups of students that were praying for it. And then the second semester started and they were still kind of praying for it. And what we all end up doing is praying for a long time, travailing for something to happen suddenly. Mm. And it happens in a way we don't expect. And sometimes the fruit of revival happens in a way we don't expect. So, Pastor Todd, I want you to speak to, you know, you have now pastors that have come to the revival and taken this back to their communities. One in particular for me that always sticks out is the gentleman from Marion County, Kentucky, because I lived right down the road from there. And he just recently spoke at the revival for the first time, I believe. Um, So talk about the fruit of how this is going to other communities, even in places that you're not physically traveling to, to take it there. Well... This is a nameless and faceless move of God. It's not built upon a personality, right. uh, a rock star, a celebrity. This is just a raw, authentic, genuine, grassroots, organic move of the Holy Spirit. And I traveled last year, and Pastor Marty traveled many places, but I, I was in 62 places mm-hmm. last year taking the immersion revival. And everything that God's doing in Dawsonville, that when we go to... Uh, North Carolina, Washington, we go to Minnesota or wherever we may be, God does the exact same thing in the water. Yeah. And it's just what he's doing at this moment. Uh, And so we're really thrilled about that. So it's spreading. It is absolutely spreading. It doesn't look like it's always looked. You just said 62 places. Mm -hmm. There's only 52 weeks in a year. Mm -hmm. Just wanted somebody to to do that math with me because that's a lot of places Mm -hmm. that the Lord has taken this thing. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'd be in Ohio on Monday and Tuesday. I'd come back and preach in Dawsonville on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm in Texas. Uh, those that type of schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but 
but everywhere we would go. I was just in Oklahoma the other night, and churches came together, and we baptized and immersed, and God showed up. People were being healed, lives being changed, transformed, coming up, loving Jesus, devils being cast out. It was phenomenal, mm. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So this is a new thing. Yeah. Okay. News not bad, and news not better. It's, it's different. Just different. It's, yeah. Yeah. And difference not better, and difference not bad. It's just different, and. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, I'm going to do a new thing. Yeah. And then when God begins to do a new thing, most Christians begin to criticize it because it's new. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I love that line in The Chosen where the character that Jonathan Rumi plays of Jesus, he says, get used to different. Just get, get used, used to, to different. different. Love and, that. You know, I, I look at Mark 7, Mark 8, John chapter 9, Jesus, you know, puts his fingers in a guy's ear spits on his own hand, <laughs> sticks it on his tongue. And you know, and I'm sure, like Pastor Marty said, perplexed and confused. Why did you even yeah. have to do that? Then and then if he did that more than once, we'd have a bunch of churches spitting in mud and, oh, and trying to build a denomination off of it. And yeah. <laughs> but, but, Q, the thing, the thing is, uh, I just really believe that God wants to move in every church. Yes, he does. And the gatekeeper of the church is the lead pastor, mm -hmm. okay, and the elders, deacons, or what have you. Uh, they are the ones that have to create the posture in their own heart to say, God, whatever you're doing, I want to be involved in it. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want you to do a new thing in our church. Mm -hmm. It's not a new doctrine. It's not a, no. a new theology. But we just want the heart of the Father. Yeah. We just want Jesus to be loved on and to be loved on well. Mm. And as pastors and leaders open up their hearts to seek the face of God, he will come. People ask me from time to time, are you are you praying for America? And I go, yeah, but that's not my focus. Right. Uh, I'm praying for the pulpits of America mm -hmm. because the pulpits of America are the gatekeepers of the city. And the reason that we're in the condition we are in our communities, the reason that's, that we're in this wokeness and this mess that we're in is basically because pastors and leaders have withdrawn from teaching some of the most controversial, difficult mm -hmm. issues. Complacency, we, too. Yeah, yeah, complacency. Mm -hmm. And there's a revival coming to the pulpit mm -hmm. that our focus is not just creating a, an environment that attracts people, but an environment that attracts God. Yes. And giving Him the freedom to do whatever He wants to do mm -hmm. and however that looks like. So my prayer, oh God, revive the pulpit. For the yeah. fate of America lies within the hands of the church, not who's in the White House, not who's running houses of Congress, but the house of God. Mm -hmm. That is where the fate of America lies. Yeah. And I, I believe that we're on the brink of one of the greatest awakenings the world has ever known. Because mm -hmm. I, sure. I have faith in men and women of God that we're going to find him again. Mm -hmm. And we're going to seek his face until well, he comes. We could get to a whole nother level of preaching about the, the window, the dispensation of grace extending and all of that stuff. Uh, but we've got one more opportunity to talk this morning. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this fifth anniversary service and the, the impact and everything that's coming through the North Georgia Revival, the fruit that we just talked about, all of that in this next opportunity. And, you know, the, the powerful part of, of what you guys have been saying this morning and, and what we're seeing on our social media feeds from all of these different moves that people are hungry for it. And God is pouring it out. And it is not a superstar on a pedestal somewhere. No. Now, what's interesting about the move in Asbury is some of these, quote, superstars are going there just to experience right. it. 
Daniel Kalinda, Evangelist Daniel Kalinda said, I've never experienced anything like this. Mm. And I know you've had people come away from the Northridge Revival saying the same thing. Sure. And it's a new thing that God is doing to get our attention, to get our eyes back on him and to take it out with us. And I think that's the important part yeah. as well. So we're going to get a little more anointed worship music and we're going to get back into uh, the, our last opportunity to talk about this five-year service coming up that is is gonna you know just highlight what the lord has been doing and then launch that next five years and that next five years of the north georgia revival with pastor todd smith pastor marty derricott of christ fellowship in dawsonville right here on victory 91.5 set me apart is the name of that one from ernst lee Antienne. aren't you glad that because of jesus the completed work of the cross we are set apart we get to be in the sight of god righteous because of what jesus did and it's what jesus did what the holy spirit is doing that is moving people to repentance and creating these spectacular encounters and movements of god right now you know we in the context of what's been happening at these college campuses and now coming up on this fifth year anniversary of the north georgia revival all coming to such a time as this that i get to have pastor todd smith and pastor marty derricott from christ fellowship and it's been awesome getting to have you guys in the same room because uh, the first time i've interviewed you guys when i was in kentucky was by phone of course and so this yeah. has been a, a great privilege to have you guys here in the studio um a couple of times that i got to interview pastor todd one was just basics of you know what's the lord doing in the water what's that going like and then we started talking about some of the books that he's had the privilege to write that the lord has downloaded for him and you've got your latest book unless we pray we've talked a lot about prayer today mm -hmm. and how that leads into revival tell us a little bit about why people should be interested in in this book and why it connects to the north georgia revival well uh i think this book unless we pray has a weight to it there's um there's something on it mm -hmm. that is activating churches and pastors and leaders to do the most important thing and that is that is to pray yeah and uh, i just want to encourage pastors and leaders to get that for all the intercessors mm -hmm. and just watch what happens to the prayer ministry of your church there are over 25 corporate prayer meetings mentioned in the book of acts and it was a praying church that yeah. was the reason they were able to operate in power that's the reason demons fled as if in terror mm -hmm. um, 10 prayer meetings took place prior to the day of pentecost 10 corporate prayer mm -hmm. meetings and then guess what the holy spirit came peter stands up with great boldness preaches the gospel Three thousand people are converted yeah you know we want acts two power but we don't want to do <laughs> acts chapter one mm -hmm. right? right we want the power but it takes praying. Yeah. We want to preach 10 days and pray one mm. and expect the same results. <laughs> we need to pray 10 days, preach once, and watch God move. It's called Unless We Pray. I think it is a must read uh, for churches and leaders. And you can get it at Amazon.com or KingdomReady.tv, Unless We Pray. I think it's um, what he's using. Pastors all over the country are using it, preaching through it incorporating prayer meetings. Prayer meetings are going from five to 10 to 40 to 50 people, 60 to 70, mm -hmm. 80 people where they were having very few because their people are reading the book and saying, Pastor, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to pray until God comes. And we're going to be a house of prayer, as house we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, Marty, a lot of people just see the immersions. They they see the, the testimonies. But there's a lot of prayer that happens in the water, in those moments, those words of knowledge, and the, those things that, that contribute to these great stories you get to tell. Yeah, sure. And, and that doesn't just happen 
because you're in the water. That happens as we've been talking about throughout the week, throughout every moment, that pray without ceasing mentality. Right. And, and it's so important to, to everything the Lord's doing in North Georgia and all these other moves. Yeah. Well, it's important to stay dialed in and listening to his voice. You know, I think we're living in the same day as, as Samuel and Eli did when the Bible says that the word of the Lord was rare in that day. I think mm -hmm. the Lord's wanting to communicate with us, and he's trying to, but we have a tough time hearing him. And so we just need to stay dialed in and walk in purity, walk in holiness, walk humbly before him, and then he'll begin to speak to us. And, yeah, words of knowledge um, are very frequent on, on Sunday nights in the, mm -hmm. in the pool and and when we get to travel, uh, we see words of knowledge flow yeah. that way. And it's just a beautiful, in that moment, the word of knowledge is given, I believe. It's just to make everybody aware that he's here in that moment. Mm -hmm. The Lord is using somebody that would would not know anything about you. You're from Washington State or California. And then all of a sudden in that moment, the Lord downloads a word of knowledge um, that you should not know. It's a right. supernatural word of knowledge that comes. Yeah, uh, But it's to get... But it's to get their attention to make mm -hmm. sure they understand it's not a man. This is the Lord using a man or right. a woman through that gift. And using so a willing powerful. vessel. Yeah. yeah. So we have on Sunday the fifth anniversary service celebration of the fifth of, of the North Georgia revival. Mm -hmm. um, what can people expect if they get to come over to Dawsonville on Sunday night? Well, we encourage people to get there early. Uh, people, the line starts forming around 4.15, 4 o'clock. Uh, and then we have an hour of prayer yes. from 5 to uh, to the start of the service. And there'll be several hundred people in the room praying, seeking the face of God. Mm -hmm. And that just, Pastor Marty, it just sets the sets atmosphere, the atmosphere. Yeah, for what God's going to do. And this Sunday night, come, every Sunday night, come and be a part of what the Lord is doing. And not just here, but he's moving in other churches as well. Uh, but there is something very special right now that is happening at Christ Fellowship Church in Dawsonville. So we invite you guys to come Sunday night, bring people that are sick, bring people that are away from God, bring people that just need a touch from the Lord, and he will meet you. You will meet him. Mm -hmm. you, you will meet him. I promise you. Mm -hmm. He's coming for you. Yeah. And you can take it home with you. That's the mm -hmm. thing. That's what these moves are, are really about. As much as going to them and experiencing them, it's it's a transformative property. Mm. You get to it take is. it with you. Yeah. And uh, whether it's in Asbury University or Lee or, or Cedarville or any of these places that that's happening or the North Georgia Revival, don't go there just to have that moment, but let it be the beginning of moments yeah. that are led by His Spirit. Well, fellas, it has been a privilege and an honor to have you here, and I can't wait till we get to do it again sometime. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us, Q. Thank you, Q. Folks, stay tuned. We have some more music coming up, and I'll get your National Day calendar for you. And uh, Q in the mornings, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., and on Saturday, that extended edition through the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, here at Victory, we pray every hour, so make sure you're sticking around for that with Nathan at the top of the 10 o'clock hour on Victory 91.5.